0: W B N E Hello and welcome to episode 60 all about the steward and the king chapter 5 book 6 of return of the king being the 60th part of that's what i'm talking about my name is Mary Clay. If that's too complicated for you, just call me MC. And today I'm joined by Liz from Nerdy Bitches. Welcome, Liz. Thank you. Hello. So you guys are about to be, or actually, you might already be starting. You're doing a book club on The Hobbit, right?
1: We are. We are actually doing um, an entire month in September as a theme month. We're doing an entire month on Tolkien. So we'll be covering the three movies, and then we'll be covering The Hobbit as our book club episode uh, at the end of the month. So
0: Perfect. Yeah. So I saw that happening, and I was like, now's the time to reach out, see if (laughs) if either of them want to come on my crazy podcast. So thank you so much for joining me.
1: I'm happy to be here. I love The Lord of the Rings, so it's always exciting. (laughs) Yeah. Tell me a
0: little bit about how you got into Lord of the Rings.
1: Sure. Well, I actually got into it because I believe my mom checked out the 1977 Rink and Bass Hobbit cartoon for us from the library when we were kids. So I was probably between five and eight when this happens. I don't remember exactly. And we loved it. We just loved it so much. And then my mom had us read the book to her out loud because she wanted us to practice reading out loud Mm -hmm. and not being uncomfortable with it and things like that. So The Lord of the Rings itself, I did not get into until the movies came out uh, in whenever that was, uh, adulthood for me. And then of course, I love them. And I was I saw Fellowship and I was like, Oh my gosh, I've got to go read the book right now. So I
0: did. Uh, and I've read it every year since. So that's awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really, really excited once I finish covering the books and the movies and the Hobbit and the Hobbit movies, I'm really <laughs> excited because I'm gonna be covering the the cartoon movies. Yeah. So that makes me so happy that like that's that you guys rent. You said you got it from from the library.
1: We had it from the library. I love that you- even more because yeah. I love a yeah. go- I love
0: a good library.
1: Oh, I'm a fan. I'm a huge fan. Giant book nerd. And I yeah, I love that one. So if you ever need a guest for The Hobbit movie, I'm in. So
0: <laughs> Awesome. Awesome. So today we are covering the steward and the king and listeners. Uh, I just want to prepare you that if you don't like feminist rants, (laughs) you might not like this episode. (laughs) Just skip ahead. We're fine. (laughs) You may not like this episode. Um, So (laughs) with that warning being said, we're going to dive right in because there's a lot to cover. This is actually a pretty hefty chapter because for like i feel like tolkien easily could have made this two chapters there seems mm-hmm. to be a very clear line yeah. of of where it could have been split but for whatever reason tolkien chose to not drag something out right you know <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's, it's interesting because so much throughout the books, you're shifting perspectives as to who's telling the story or how you're how you're listening to the story. So, you know, I, I'm pretty sure the chapter previous to this was the one where they're actually doing the thing, right?
2: Uh, so
0: That was two chapters ago. They destroyed the ring. Mm-hmm. The previous chapter was kind of the immediate aftermath of that.
1: Oh, yeah. Okay. So all the stuff, everybody's like standing around like, what do we do now? Let's... Form a kingdom. I don't know. And so (laughs) you jump into this one and it's completely from the side of people who have no clue what's going on because Exactly. Yeah. And then they're like, What's happening? I don't know. Probably the worst
0: thing that's ever happened, but maybe not. So Yeah, exactly. So we we jump to Minas Tirith where Faramir and Eowyn and I think it's Mary. Yeah, and Mary Mm -hmm. have all been recovering. And I had a moment where I was like, oh, my gosh, they have zero idea what's been going on because we haven't we haven't seen these characters or this area of the land in. Mm -hmm. It's been a couple chapters and a lot has a lot has happened Mm -hmm. (laughs) since we last saw them. So it's crazy that they're just sitting there having zero idea what's going on. And the only thing they can really do is, like, look to the sky and be like, well, it feels a little bit eerie and creepy still so i'm assuming mm-hmm. nothing's happened um right. oh wait but it feels a lot better and it's sunny so i think we're safe now it's kind of all <laughs> that they have to go on until yeah. like actual people can get to them and tell them mm. so it it is a little frustrating to like backtrack at first now that we've gotten to the point in the story where the ring is destroyed and everyone's winning and they're all reunited <laughs> and yay and then we backtrack to yeah. slightly before all of that's happened to show Eowyn and Faramir reacting mm-hmm. to all of this. And it's like very sad and depressing.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's one of those like, I actually listened to all of the books on audiobook back in January, I think, for my read this year. And I noticed, like I looked down and, you know, Frodo destroys the ring, right? And I'm like, oh, okay, we're at the end because that's kind of how the movie goes or we're getting to the end. And I forget how much is left after that. It's like 7 hours of audio after that i'm like what is happening (laughs) like how long does it take these guys to walk home and then you realize well you know a good portion of that is appendices and whatnot so
0: yeah we got it we got to check back in on on the 20 other characters that tolkien made Mm -hmm. we got we got lots of loose threads to wrap up because you know tolkien's not gonna leave a single thread unthreaded
1: Absolutely not. Everyone has to get there ever after. Whatever it is, whether it's happy or not. So
0: Exactly. Yes. So we come to Eowyn, who is bored of recovery. Love Mm her. Yeah. Love Eowyn. I like
1: like that she just woke up and she's broken and, you know, she busted her arm and the other one she can't feel. And and she's like, okay, it's time to
0: go back to battle. Let's go. Yeah, obviously. I I don't want to be
1: here. Yeah, it's time to go. I want to die in battle at the
0: end. And this is what... Aragorn and everyone else warned the people at the houses of the healing about. They're like, as soon as she wakes up, she's gonna want to go to battle and die. <laughs> mm-hmm. So don't let her, because she still needs to recover. And yeah. she goes to the warden, and they talk. Um, they talk honestly and like a lot of Shakespearean. It's very yeah. like poetic and Shakespearean feeling. Um, mm-hmm. they're talking about Aragorn. And the warden says, uh, a great lord is that and a healer. And it is a thing passing strange to me that the healing hand should also wield the sword. Mm -hmm. And they talk about healing versus war and healers versus soldiers. Eowyn says, it needs but one foe to breed a war, not two, Master Warden. And Mm -hmm. those who have not swords can still die upon them. Would you have the folk of Gondor gather you herbs only when the Dark Lord gathers armies? It is not always good to be healed in body, nor is it always evil to die in battle, even in bitter pain. And she says, were I permitted, in this dark hour, I would choose the latter. So home mm-hmm. girl is the opposite of what do we say to death, not today. She's like, <laughs> She's like bring it. Come at me. <laughs> she has... She has zero f- to give. She mm-hmm. just wants to be, you know. And so there, there are like two ways to look at this. One is like the angle of obviously she's depressed and is suicidal, and that's obviously much darker and sadder. So that's why mm-hmm. I choose to look at it from the more kind of like fun, dark humor kind of a, right. a way of where mm-hmm. she's like, Nah, I don't care. Kill me. What do I have to live for? Let's go <laughs> defeat this guy. Yeah.
1: I know. but then and Faramir even brings it up in this chapter. And it's it's kind of a like he knows that she's in love with Aragorn. Everyone knows that. It, she has not hidden this fact. Oh. And the fact that he has rebuffed her and says, I cannot ever be here for you. This is not going to be a thing. I've got somebody back home. Like, sorry. And she's like, well, I can't have him. So I should just die, die. in blaze <laughs> yeah. of glory. I'm done. I'm out. And he's like, maybe you could go a different way. It's like maybe. <laughs> there are other things out there.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know in in that regard though, this just firms the belief in in me that Aragorn and Aon are meant for each other because they're both dramatic af.
1: I actually thought that as well. Uh you know? years ag- years ago like I'm like he mm, I was like Arwen is boring, especially in the book. Like in the movies, they at least gave her something to do. But in the book, she's just like mis- mentioned in passing. It's very blah, nobody cares. I'm like, yeah. mm. but she's a warrior. Like she's strong. She's Eowyn. I'm sorry. Talking- she is amazing. And I love her but I don't like the fact that this whole thing is like, well, if I can't have you, then I will just die forever.
0: <laughs> yeah. She also has, I also love her. She's like very sassy with the warden. Um, mm. She's like, okay, who's in charge here? And he says, I don't know. <laughs> right. We literally don't know. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, we've had, we had our lord of the city die by self-inflicted death. Right fire himself. right <laughs> um we had a we had the king of um rohan dead died. um mm-hmm. the new king showed up but he left with our other with king eomer
2: mm-hmm. who
0: is survive who survives the old king who died and they both left and then right. the next person in charge i guess would be faramir but yep. he almost died but and he's is still sick. healing yeah. <laughs> like these poor people I literally don't know we're just all hiding in our houses in a global
1: pandemic because they came and knocked down the walls and we don't know what's happening and we're not going out
0: again ever exactly (laughs) and so she said so he's like well I guess it would be fair she says where can I find him in this house lady he was sorely hurt (laughs) but is now set again on the way to health but I do not know will you bring him to me then you will know
1: I love that. I love AOA. Well, go get him. Well then
0: let's go find him and then you'll find out. So I think
1: it's I think the the language here is very funny that he's not like the head healer. He's just the warden. Like he's literally keeping them in the house.
0: Yeah. All right. He's just his job is just to guard them, essentially. Mm -hmm. Because they warned him about about (laughs) AOA.
1: Yeah, it's like, um, she might take your head off, so maybe hide her
0: swords, because, yeah, hmm, don't know. So, she goes to Faramir, and immediately, there is some kind of connection,
1: and I'm like... I think it's stronger on his part up front than hers, because she's oh, still, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. she's still like, a death and glory,
0: death and battle. Yeah. So. so, they speak a little bit and, like, introduce themselves kind of... And then it says he looked at her and being a man whom pity deeply stirred, it seemed to him that her loveliness amid her grief would pierce his heart. And she looked at him and saw the grave tenderness in his eyes and yet knew, for she was bred among men of war, that here was one whom no writer of the mark would outmatch in battle. Mm. So I like that she he looks at her and is like, oh, she's so beautiful and sad. And sad. And she looks at him and is like, oh, my God he probably fights real good. <laughs> <laughs> That's <is> so true. <laughs> but so, so and so begins my very complicated feelings about this this part of the chapter, because on one hand, Faramir and Eowyn are my golden children. I love Faramir. Mm-hmm. He is truly, I mean, maybe besides Aragorn, the only one who would deserve Eowyn. He is amazing, and he deserves happiness. Eowyn deserves happiness. They both deserve to be loved, and that's very happy, and I'm happy for them. In fact, I think I like joked a couple episodes or chapters ago. I don't even know when. Listeners, if you remember when this was, I made a joke about we should just take Eowyn and Faramir and push them off away from everyone else, and they can just go... (laughs) Have, like, their own kingdom of only awesome people.
1: Right. And dun-da-da-da. Yeah, exactly. So That's exactly what happens.
0: So, like, on one hand, this is great. I'm so happy for them. On the other hand, um, Eowyn is a beautiful, strong woman. We only have three female characters in the book. She is mm-hmm. the only one that we really get a a good look at. We kind of get get a good look at Galadriel, but that's only for two chapters and then she's gone.
1: But she's also super ethereal and just above everything, so.
0: And like with Eowyn, we get a lot of time invested in her and her character and we get to learn about her and she's the only she's like the only female character essentially. Mm-hmm. And Tolkien As soon as Aragorn is, like, officially off the table, and Mm -hmm. it's like, nope, out of the question, you can't be with Aragorn. As soon as that happens, Tolkien just shuffles her over to the nearest available man. Right. (laughs) And... It just and there are lots of other reasons why this kind of the way that he's done. I think it's I think it's mostly just the way that he's done this in this chapter that mm-hmm. kind of infuriates me. And there is a certain line that um, I will scream about when we get to it later. But I'm not thrilled about how this maybe I'll put it that way. I like the pairing not thrilled about how it happened.
1: Right. It se- it just seems lame. For both of them. Yes. You know, they are both very strong. Faramir is such a good heart. I love him so much in the book, so much even more than the movies, which I do love him in the movies. But, you know, that whole being tempted by the ring thing really irritated me because he wasn't. He never was in the book. No, he's like, nope, nope, don't want it. Go away. And to put those two really strong characters together in a, we fell in love lazing through a garden. Exactly. mm. Like they need more fire. They need more passion. They're both fiery, passionate people. Like that's that's something that would make sense. But he's like, mm, gotta tie up an end, gotta tie I know. Let's just they're both sick. They would have bumped into each other. Cool. But again,
0: I think even that could have been done better. Have them meet on the battlefield. That would have mm-hmm. been amazing. Mm-hmm. Like she stabs the witch king, takes her sword out, and then when the witch king like falls or, or flies away or, or whatever, the it's revealed behind him is Faramir, and he's standing there like kind of oh wait I forget that kind of negates the whole Denethor wanting to to kill all of them, but <laughs> <That is true. laughs> we you know what we can work around that it's fine it's fine mm-hmm. you know off in the distance is Faramir and he's like kind of hunched over holding an injury and he's like wow what a woman (laughs) (laughs) that's
1: the one for me exactly
0: so um but that's not what happens what happens Mm is Eowyn comes to Faramir and is very sad because this this is once they, once they get to the heart of the matter of like why she's so depressed and upset, she said it's really sad. She says, "The healers would have me lie abed seven days yet, she said, and my window does not look eastward." And that's so sad because she can't – she wants to be – she can't physically be there with her brother and Aragorn, the true love of her life. Sorry, Faramir. Um, No, I'm just kidding. I don't know. Um, Like, she wants to be there fighting, and she can't. And at the very least, she wants to be able to look off in the direction that they are, and she can't even do that. Right, that's so like
1: put me in this room with no windows because they told you I was going to go out and crazy.
0: And like, it's so sad. Like my my heart felt for her where I was like, she just wants to like be a part of this and to be with them somehow. And she doesn't even have that right now. Yeah. So, and Faramir proposes. He's like, well, why don't you walk around the garden and get healthier and then you'll be able to do this. And maybe... um. I don't know. Maybe um, you and I could could talk sometimes occasionally. That would that would be cool. And she's like, I don't know about that. Thanks, though. Yeah. He
1: says that it would ease my care if you would speak to me or walk at Wiles with me. And she's like, how should I ease your care? And I do not desire the speech of living men like I don't need you. And He's like, well, you're beautiful and you're amazing and I love you. And she's like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) It does take her a little while. And I think it's also a, well, I guess you're right. I'll never get the king and I'll never be the queen. So, all right. Yeah, I love you. Sure. Sure,
0: sure. So Faramir is like, well, if you're not going to walk in the garden, I will. It says, but Faramir for a long while walked alone in the garden and his glance now strayed rather to the house than to the eastward walls. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So... Slowly but surely, Aowen begins to join him, and they walk in the garden. And- but not
1: bef- not before he pulls Mary out to try to get the skinny on her. Right? Like, yes. Oh, yes. I need to get. Oh, uh, because he goes to the warden and he's like, "What's up with this chick?" And she's like, "He's like, I don't know. Maybe ask the little guy that came in with her. He seemed to have spent some time with her." And that's the like the only mention of Mary in this. this
0: yeah, honestly, that's kind of I I totally like forgot about that point because we I thought we would at least see that conversation. I think that would be hilarious to right. see Mary talking about Eowyn. Especially because he traveled all the way with Eowyn when she was disguised and he mm-hmm. had zero idea. <laughs>
1: I know. It's like, mm, you're kind of dumb. But what I this is something that like gets me on a soapbox. I hate the way that they did marry after the Witch King thing because he helped just as much as she did trying to take this guy down. And then all of a sudden he's just poof. Nobody thinks anything of it. They're like,
0: whatever. I Little know. Sure, I felt sure. so, I feel so bad for him. In the Houses of the Healing chapter, they mm-hmm. they go to him and they heal him. And it's great. And then when the chapter ends, that's when Gandalf and Aragorn are telling the warden and the people there hey faramir and eowyn really need rest don't let them leave Mm -hmm. mary is fine he can leave tomorrow (laughs) whatever don't care he's fine
1: (laughs) i mean he'll never get the use in that hand back but you know he's fine yeah he's
0: fine but we're not
1: worried about it
0: we also we also got some good quality time with him and everyone else in the previous chapter Mm -hmm. so i'm not i'm not too worried about that if it had been like A while since I had seen Mary, I would have been sad that we didn't get to see that conversation. But I know what he does and what happens to him, so I'm not as concerned about it. What Mm -hmm. I am concerned is this like weird, unhealthy love that's (laughs) blossoming. Very
1: strange, yes. Yeah.
0: I so I'm not exactly sure how I can describe this, but I think it might just be something that people are either going to be like, oh, yeah, I totally get it, or no, I don't get that at all. Is that Faramir and Eowyn's relationship and like blossoming into that relationship feels very much like uh, an indie movie. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Like a, a, a. But not
1: a good one. Yeah. But
0: not necessarily, not necessarily like not a good one, but one that's like kind of low-key depressing but it's still heartwarming in some kind of a way and in this moment
2: i swear we are infinite
0: Right. For example... It's,
1: it's like the sad girl gets a boyfriend trope.
0: Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And so, so for example, as they walk in the gardens, it's cold. And Faramir's like, oh, I'll take care of you. Here, here's this robe that my mother used to wore. You remind me a lot of her. Your grief and your sadness reminds me of her because she's dead. Right? what? <laughs> I mean, like, he doesn't say that, but like, it's he, basically, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, it's just it's it's he's falling in love with her depression.
2: Mm-hmm. And <laughs> well, it's
0: it's
1: that I can save her, I can bring her out of this. And I, I don't like how he keeps talking about how much he loves her through pity, like he pities. Yes. Her, and that's causing him love. I'm like, this sounds like a Like an abusive relationship getting ready to start.
0: That's exactly what I first thought when I, because the, like, that's one of the first words when he, like, looks at her and they kind of, like, have this first initial connection. He looked at her and being a man whom pity deeply stirred. The first feeling he has towards her is pity. Mm -hmm. And, like, sure, that might slowly turn into love, but he literally just feels bad for her. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's just not great.
1: I, I'm sorry. I, I just think that it's weird that 100% of what he's attributing her sadness to has to do with Aragorn, which that is a big part of it. But also her basic dad died i mean he's not her dad oh, but close yeah. enough he just died they just lost a ridiculous number of their people and their countrymen mm-hmm. like what is she supposed to be do skipping through the tulips i don't i don't understand
0: exactly so. right and i think i think she's also she also has this grief for like a part of her that has been lost because mm-hmm. she was she had this like moment of liberation where she was on the battlefield and fighting and took down the heckin' witch king. Yes. And now she's just she's she's a woman, you know? Right. She's a woman again. And yep. that's what A delicate little woman. It's like maybe the second or third chapter um in Return of the King. Uh Aragorn and and Co meet her at I don't even remember. They they meet her somewhere. <laughs> mm-hmm. And she's like, can I come with you? I'm going to like, I would be a great deal of help to you. Can I come with you? And oh, is that when
1: they're going into the mountain?
0: Yeah, uh, they're yeah. they're getting ready to go to the paths of the Dead. And she's like, I can help. I can come with you. And Aragorn's like, nay, lady, you cannot go without <laughs> your father or brother's permission. Right. And he asks her, like, what is your worst fear? And she basically says, my worst fear is to be a woman where it's, oh, my God, I'm just having this like terrible sinking feeling where she talks about like, Sure, we're in war now, but you know what's going to happen when all this is over, if it's over and we're fine, is that the women are going to go back to the houses and everyone's mm-hmm. going to forget about the things that we did and the people and like the men that we helped, and we're just going to go back to being uh, like housewives and taking care right. of children, and and which is exactly what happened ex-
1: after yeah. World War One, World War Two. It's like, hey, we need you guys to chip in and do your part for the war effort, but now that you're gone, um, we need to get that job to a man because a man has a family to feed and she's like what the do I have yeah
0: and like seriously and like that's what's happened to her now is she had this amazing moment on the battlefield and a very like triumphant moment where she almost sacrificed herself for it and um and 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 now she's she's tis tis but a woman again Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. um and then Also, there's just like a lot of layers to her grief where she went in preparing to die and then she came out alive. And that's a very, that must be like a very (laughs) traumatic thing. Yeah. Specifically, I'm thinking of in Forrest Gump with Lieutenant Dan, (laughs) where he has this like family kind of legacy.
1: He was from a long, great military tradition somebody in his family had fought and died in every single american war
0: and he did he lived and he gets mad at Forrest for saving him because it was supposed to be his legacy and like his his purpose in life to sacrifice himself in a war and that didn't happen and then now so so like now what Yeah, it's like
1: you plan that whole, you plan everything for that moment. And that's going to be the pinnacle. And that's going to be the end. And you're going to go out the way you want to. And then you don't. And now you have no plans, no idea, like you're completely lost on the other side of that. But I also I also like this chapter, that Faramir very clearly keeps coming out being like, hey, I'm in love with you. And I'm right here. Aren't I cute? Whatever. And he's like, I don't want to lose what I found, and she's like, uh, "What did you find? What did you? What did you find? What did you find that you could possibly lose? Like, I, 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 I'm not sure if she's
0: playing dumb or if she just is.
1: (laughs) Either way, I
0: love it. Yeah. So they they walk in the gardens together. And basically just kind of wait for the end of the world. This is another thing where I was like, this feels like an indie movie thing where it's like, oh, yeah, you know, just walking in a garden, bonding over our depression and waiting for... Imminent doom to end the world. How romantic, you know? Mm-hmm. Like that's that's how they get together. Yeah, she's like, let's. He's like, let's walk and talk. She's like, let's not talk at all. Let's. Just yeah, but th- let's let's be quiet. Let's be quiet. Mm-hmm. Okay, thanks, thanks. Um. Yeah, I love that he says because he he talks about how this should be a ter- a terrible time for them, but for him it's also a great time because. Uh, He says, Eowyn, I would not have this world end now or lose so soon what I have found. Mm -hmm. Lose what you have found, Lord, she answered. (laughs) (laughs) I know not what in these days you have found that you could lose. But come, my friend, let us not speak of it. Let us not speak at all. Right. We're done. Uh, Bye. Then there's this moment where they literally like stand up after they'd been sitting. And there's a moment where it's like, "Uh oh, something's happening. Mm-hmm. It says, the light failed and the sun was bleared and all sounds in the city or in the lands about were hushed. Neither wind nor voice nor bird call nor rustle of... <laughs> Tolkien, we get it. It's quiet. Right. It's quiet. <laughs> nor rustle of leaf <laughs> nor their own breath could be heard. The very beating of their hearts was stilled. Time halted. And as they stood so, their hands met and clasped, though they did not know it. <laughs>
1: Right. It's like uh And
0: this is when I like kind of started feeling weird because this this section of the chapter is like the most intimate writing we've seen from Tolkien. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it feels weird. Like like it's not it's not dirty, Mm -hmm. but it still feels weird to be reading because it's so different and like it's it's just so funny to, to see like Tolkien's idea of of a romance novel.
1: Right. <laughs> like it was quiet. And they touched each other at just, the end.
0: Yeah, <laughs> though they did not know it, man.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so let's see. Um, she asks him if he thinks, like, is this it? Is the darkness coming? And he says, mm-hmm. No. And then he stops and kisses her forehead. And of course, that's the moment <laughs> mm-hmm. when The shadow departed and the sun was unveiled and light leapt forth and the waters of Anduin shone like silver. Get ready for a lot of description, Mm y'all. And in all the houses of the city, men sang for the joy that welled up in their hearts from what source they could not tell. And everyone's singing. Oh, an eagle flies over and sings a song about how, (laughs) yay, we did it. (laughs) Yep. But okay, like
1: let me let me ask you, since this this was your first time reading through the series, right? You hadn't read it before you started podcasting.
0: Yes, that's correct.
1: How did you feel about all these random songs? They just Oh throw man.
0: In? Oh man. Um, I will stand by this statement. I've said it a couple times before, that Tolkien clearly had a lot of hobbies. Mm-hmm. He he liked maps. He liked horses. He liked geography.
1: Mm-hmm. He liked
0: um and he, li- he liked poetry and songwriting. And clearly, he put all of his hobbies into this one thing.
1: Right. And he's like, this is all I've got <laughs> to do all of it now.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I, I, I It's funny because when I read the chapters and read the books, there are certain things that I skip. I mean, I read them all through the first time. But now when I go through, I skip like the old forest because I'm like, meh, who cares? And the Tom Bombadil stuff. I'm like, meh, I've read it. I don't care. And then I I just kind of skip most of the songs. But when I was listening to the audiobook, the guy sings all the songs. <laughs> like, he just <laughs> sings them all. And it's like, oh, God, it just keeps on going.
0: Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Fast
1: forward, fast forward. Like, mm-hmm. like, they're good to read once, but beyond that. Mm. Yeah.
0: The song in the previous chapter, where they're, like, celebrating the ring being destroyed, um is so ridiculous. We are making fun of it. Um, it They say the word, it's basically like, praise the ring bearer, praise the lands, praise Frodo, praise hobbits, praise the sun, praise ge-. it's a lot of praising. And mm-hmm. then after every line of English, there's a line of Elvish and we looked it up and basically the Elvish lines are saying, glorify the ring bearer, glorify the sun. <laughs> it's just the yeah. most like, Unnecessary song, but this song is about people singing.
1: (laughs) Yep. Well, it's so funny too because you would think the eagle could just sweep by and go, "Hey, we won!" But no, he needs like a seven. Got to be triumphant, man. Thing here, I mean.
0: Exactly. Um. So, yay, they did it! Woo! And (laughs) uh, word gets to Minas Tirith that everyone is gathering in the field of Cormallen. And Mary goes to right away and be with them, and Eowyn wants to, kind of, but she doesn't go. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And this is very mysterious. Eowyn did not go, though her brother sent word begging her to come to the field of Cormallon. And Faramir comes over to her and asks her, like, what's the deal with this? I thought you'd a hundred percent be going over to to be be with your brother. Right. And 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 be with everyone, since that's all you've wanted to do. And she's and he's like, I think I know why you're still here. <laughs> like, she's, she's like, like okay, she's like, great. but do you not know?
1: Like, she's the one who's now going to play coy on this.
0: So Faramir says, it? he says, you do not go because only your brother called for you, and to look on the Lord Aragorn, Elendil's heir, in his triumph would now bring you no joy, or because I do not go." which I think is hilarious. It's like very mm-hmm. presumptuous of him to be like, you're not going because I'm not going and you right. like me. Um, or because I do not go and you desire still to be near me. Eowyn, do you love me? Do, or Eowyn, do you not love me or will you not? And then she says, I wish to be loved by another, but I desire no man's pity.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And he's like, I, d- I don't pity you. I love you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and And she's like, okay i don't know she's like awkward honestly though there's like not he he just like gives a speech that i guess just kind of changes her mind because it literally it literally says then the heart of eowyn changed Mm -hmm. um and i guess she finally is like okay i guess i guess you do love me um and this is this is when I was starting to get angry. So she says, after she finally accepts that Faramir loves her, I stand in Minas Anor, the Tower of the Sun, and behold, the shadow has departed. I will be a shield maiden no longer, nor vie with the great riders, nor take joy only in the songs of slaying. I will be a healer and love all things that grow and are not barren. And again, she looked at Faramir. No longer do I desire to be a queen.
1: What I know, um, huh? And okay, so I I get some of this from a point like, like let's say you're a person who dated jerks or nothing but bad boys or you know whatever it is, and finally you meet someone who's just, like really really nice and well, maybe they're not like the guy, but you're like, well, but I'm kind of being, I'm tired of being treated like garbage, so. Maybe that guy's not so bad. So I could see some of that. But again, it's just like, I will no longer be a soldier. Now I will be a nurse and stay home and have babies.
0: I I think it's kind of... I see. I, so, so again, there's, like, two parts of this. There's two sides of this, the way that I see it. Is that, one, Faramir is helping Eowyn to love and accept the life that she already has. Because she is not going and, like, accept the fact that she's not going to marry Aragorn. She's not going to become queen that way. And, and two give up fighting because it's like a sad self de- it's like a self-destructive thing for her that she's doing i think this is also
1: funny that she says no longer do i desire to be a queen i hate that uh, she never said she wanted to be queen that's ever, also and that true. makes her sound so freaking like just shallow because she she loved him not because he was gonna yeah be the king. exactly
0: exactly however i s- uh, where's the motivation in her? Where's the drive? Where's the passion? You know, it died. <laughs> like like <laughs> I no longer do I desire to be a queen. No, come on, girl, you she should. Got the, always. She got the
1: hint finally from the ghosting that Aragorn literally did to her. <laughs> He's like, I'm but like out. you
0: should be striving to become a queen still I don't know like like you should still be going after some kind of like not power but like
1: something glory something. yeah something. I
0: don't I don't know you know like I don't even know what I'm saying anymore but like she she's gone from yes queen to no queen
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah her personality changes in yes, one paragraph that's and it's what bizarre. I mean
0: yeah that's what I hate. The I most. think that was
1: Tolkien getting tired and lazy at the end. He's like, mm-hmm. "Eh, fine. shy. Okay, you, now you're happy."
0: The end. Yeah, he needs to explain why all of a sudden that that's just what bothers me the most about this is that all of a sudden Awen has given up everything we know about her character. And and uh mm-hmm. men, the patriarchy. Right. <laughs> uh-huh. So, oh, but wait, it gets worse. Um, so she's finally like, okay, yeah, I love you. Uh Uh-huh. Cool. Um, and he's, she's like, but aren't you, like, shouldn't you be with a, a woman of your own land? And shouldn't I be with a man of my own land? And won't you be looked down on for that? And he's like, no, I love you.
1: But he, she also says, uh, people would, like, your proud people would say, there goes a lord who tamed a wild shield maiden of the north. Like... That's, also didn't he's gonna like that. <laughs> conquest brag? Like I don't know. Yeah,
0: yeah. It feels very like in in taming of the shrew mm-hmm. of like, oh, this was a woman who was independent and wild and badass. And nope, she uh, all she really needed was a man to come in and, That's right. and show her how how to live her life. And now she's happier for it. Um, Yeah, so Faramir. Uh, All right, all right, let's see. He took her in his arms and kissed her under the sunlit sky, and he cared not that they stood high upon the walls in the sight of many, and many indeed saw them, and the light that shone about them as they came down from the walls and went hand in hand to the houses of the healing. And to the warden of the houses, Faramir said, here is the Lady Eowyn of Rohan, and now she is healed by the power of my love. Are you kidding me? <laughs> she accepts his love, and they kiss, and that's what heals her? She Are you now, kidding me?
1: She's now free of her witch demons, because that's what happens when ladies get depressed. They they get the witch inside Are of them. Oh, you really?
0: Yeah. All and they have to be kissed
1: a... out of it. That's right.
0: Exactly. You just it's have to be kissed tale. by a man. Uh, uh, the only reason I would accept that answer as being like an actual form of treatment is if the pers- the, the man who kissed you is, is Henry Cavill in The Witcher. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in. You know? Because he's yeah. a witcher. And like that's his job is to like get monsters yeah. out. You know? That's the only yeah. way I would accept that. But then the warden's like,
1: okay, I released her into your care until yeah. her brother comes back to take yep. care of her because she's a little lady who can't be without a man.
0: <sighs> uh-huh. Eowyn, I'm so sorry. And uh, you you deserved better. You she deserved did. better.
1: And honestly, after this last section, we don't really hear about her again. Like, it all moves on to...
0: Well, yeah, because, Tol- you know, Tolkien's like, oh, yeah, that wrapped man. up. That wrapped up. She mm-hmm. She loves a man now. Mm -hmm. the end (laughs) she loves a man who loves her back and that's all we really need (sighs) oh so moving on to the second chapter of this chapter (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) which is when i was like wow i can't believe this is still going and it moves to like a completely (laughs) different part of the story Mm
2: -hmm. where
0: everyone comes back and like aragorn is crowned and uh and then they, there's a tree, <laughs> yeah, and and Arwen shows up, and they get met. Like all of this stuff happens in the mm-hmm. same chapter. I know it's like, and now we're gonna tumble downhill. Exactly. So this part of the chapter is just like a total shift in gears. Um, everyone comes back. First of all, i to- I like kind of for- I forgot that Aomer is a king now, and I'm like, good for you, Aomer. You know what? I'm Team Aomer. <laughs> like you're a good dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I have a headcanon about him that I will share um, uh, towards towards the end of this chapter yeah everyone f- that was in the field of Cormel everyone's coming back in this like glorious kind of like parade and then our homegirl Iorith I love her oh, she yeah. for uh listeners who don't remember she's this random woman who showed up in the houses of the healing chapter and she gave off so much of this um the grandma from Mulan energy <laughs> that I love her
1: <laughs> yeah she's like here's the gossip and here's the exposition without me having to write it as exposition. I love
0: her well mm-hmm. what's funny is that she puts this person she so she's explaining to her cousin who is there from out of town <laughs> mm-hmm. like who these people are and I love it because she puts her own little personal spin on everything to make it sound like she was kind of like she was the hero of all of this
1: <laughs> oh right exactly
0: and the um because it says four small figures that many men marvel to see. Nay, cousin, those aren't. Uh, they are not boys. Those are pair. Uh, elvish word. Great. <laughs> A word with too
1: many vowels.
0: (laughs) Out of the far country of the halflings, where they are princes of great fame, it is said. I should know, for I had one to tend to in the houses. They are small, but they are valiant. Why, cousin, one of them went with his only esquire into the black country and fought with the Dark Lord all by himself and set fire to his tower. And I love this version of events Mm -hmm. (laughs) that they are princes of great fame. Mm -hmm. And I I just love that like the hobbits have gone from a a race of people that literally people that they didn't know existed. Right. (laughs) Like every time they show up, they're like, hobbits, I thought you were (laughs) fake. We thought you were a myth. And now, and they've been mistaken for children the entire time. And Mm. now she's like, oh, no, they're princes of great fame. And in their land, everyone is valiant, though they be small. (laughs) And poor Sam, in this version of the story, and probably in a lot of versions of the story that's been, like, Uh, shared and gossiped, he is
1: the squire,
0: the esquire and yeah. I think it's so funny because it should totally be the other way around where it's yes. like and Sam walked into the land with only his friend who was barely a person at Dragging his friend because <laughs>
1: he just couldn't get his life together. Like, I, I'm sorry I totally think that Sam is the hero of the story and he gets so crapped on.
0: Oh my god so I do want to amend some of my statements so Liz for your context mm-hmm. I am not a very big fan of Sam
2: <laughs> um, Oh.
0: because he is annoying <laughs> to me he's annoying however that does not mean I don't recognize like I would have to be oblivious to the fact that he did everything
1: <laughs> like all of these humans in the story are
0: they're like Frodo did the thing I'm like mm-hmm. fought with the dark lord all by himself and set fire to his tower which is not true <laughs>
1: no None of it. They didn't yeah. fight
0: with the Dark Lord. Frodo nope. didn't do it all by himself. They didn't no, set fire to his tower. Mm-hmm. They did none of that. No. <laughs> oh, well, and my that's, God. That's
1: how rumors get started right there.
0: <laughs> Holy cow. Oh, it's just so funny. And she just, like, keeps talking until the trumpets cut her off. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> and... Faramir. All right, y'all. Let me clear my throat because it's a a long introduction. He introduces a certain person. Men of Gondor, here now the steward of this realm. Behold, one has come to claim the kingship again at last. Here is Aragorn, son of Arathorn chieftain of the Dunedain of Arnor, captain of the host of the west, bearer of the star of the north, wielder of the sword reforged, victorious in battle, whose hands bring healing, the elfstone, Elisar of the line of Valandil, Isildur's son, Elendil's son of Numenor. Shall he be king and enter into the city and dwell there? And of course everyone's like, yeah!
1: Could you imagine having that title on your business card?
0: holy cow like i'm very out of breath <laughs> mm-hmm. it's a lot of names yeah it's-, it's a lot of names oh i love this uh Irith says again this is just a ceremony such as we have in the city cousin for he has already entered as i was telling you and he said to me and then again <laughs> she was obliged to silence <laughs> and everyone just like oh my god i love her i know Mm -hmm. i have a feeling she's been she's that she was cut from the movies but i love her so they present this very old crown that is from some lineage that i'm sure goes very far back (laughs) in the silmarillion i'm sure And gives it to Aragorn and Aragorn holds it up and says this elvish phrase, which means out of the great sea to Middle Earth, I am come and this place will I abide and my heirs unto the ending of the world. And he shocks everyone by not putting the crown on. Mm -hmm. And at first I was like, oh, my God, he's going to give up the throne or something. This is dramatic twist. (laughs) No, he does the most precious, beautiful thing that. I've read so far in this book, possibly. He says, in token of this, I would have the ring bearer bring the crown to me and let Mithrandir set it upon my head, if he will. For he has been the mover of all that has been accomplished. And this is his victory. His victory
1: is putting a crown on your head.
0: and (laughs) 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 You know what it symbolizes. I know. They're all alive and not dead. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Well, and <laughs> almost I love this moment of like mm-hmm. giving for, like having Frodo and and Gandalf come up and help him and Aragorn recognizing publicly that this isn't like he just he showed it, up right. and started flashing his sword around and then won. He's still mm-hmm. he's a very humble king. Yeah. I like that. So they crown him and it says, But when Aragorn arose, all that beheld him gazed in silence, for it seemed to them that he was revealed to them now for the first time. Tall as the sea kings of old, he stood above all that were near. Ancient days he seemed or ancient of days he seemed and yet in the flower of manhood and wisdom sat upon his brow and strength and healing were in his hands and a light was about him. And that's our homeboy, the king. Mm -hmm. The king has returned! Yay! The name of the book happened. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, man, and it's just like, ah, what a great yeah. There's this great moment of like everyone like praising him and and being like, whoa, the king! And Aragorn's like completed this destiny. Yeah. And then we have a nice like fade to black fake out where. This is this is the second one kind of that's happened so far in the book. And as I understand from the movies, this mm-hmm. happens like 20 times in the movie too.
1: Yes, it does.
0: But this is like the se- this is the second time so far in the ending that I've been like you could have ended the book here.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. Could have uh-huh. done, didn't Seven more hours to go.
0: (laughs) Then there's obviously lots of business to attend to and sorting through the wreckage of both like the physical and and metaphorical wreckage of of post-war and trying to piece things back together. And one of the last pieces is addressing Mm Baragond, who was a soldier who helped. um, Pippin. Pippin, yes, who helped Pippin uh, stop Denethor from killing Faramir mm-hmm. <laughs> and setting everyone on fire. Yep. And he had to abandon his post and basically betray the word or the, the orders from his lord to do so. Mm-hmm. And um, Aragorn is like, normally, death would be the penalty. Um, I'm not going to do that. However, you do need to leave the city.
1: Right. Right you are banished forth hence.
0: I was like seriously Aragorn like literally this is the lowest of our concern at this point. Like we just had a huge war and you're going to banish this guy for not for for not letting Denethor set himself and his son on fire? Right. I was like how dare you? And then <laughs> Aragorn <laughs> says, "So it must be." For you are appointed to the White Company, the Guard of Faramir, Prince of Athelion and you shall be its captain and dwell in... in and dwell in... Emin Arnon in honor and peace and in the service of him for whom you risked all to save him from death. And I'm like, ah, you got me, Aragorn. (laughs) Because probably
1: everyone else was like,
0: what? Yeah. (laughs) And even Baragorn is like, I mean, Baragond is like, what? I'm going to die. Yeah. He's like,
2: oh, my God.
0: (laughs) And I was like, okay, Aragorn, that was pretty funny. Good for you. Yeah. So then comes the the problem of, what do we do with King Theoden's body? Right. And Aragorn asks Amor what they should do. And he says, I have to go back to my land and sort some things out. But at some point, we'll send for him. And he's like, but... I have to go. He says, since the day when you rose before me out of the green grass of the downs, I have loved you and that love shall not fail. But now I must depart for a while to my own realm. And this is my headcanon that AMR is gay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because also at one point there's a moment where I think in two towers, maybe um, it's like, I think it's supposed to be like a crowd of people are saying something but mm-hmm. the way that the dialogue is arranged is it makes it look like Aomer is saying it and he's described as it says they said and I'm like oh is Amr non-binary that's awesome <laughs> and then now here he is at the end of the story he's single ladies <laughs> except hmm maybe he's single for a reason mm-hmm. that's my main theory is that he's gay and that's why he doesn't have a, a woman lined up for him at the end of this chapter and I don't know maybe I flip the page and it will be like and then or got married to this <laughs> random woman that we've never heard of. But, and it mentions that the whole gang is still just kind of lounging around the city. Um, I'm very relieved that Legolas is still here because in the previous chapter, he prances off into the forest singing. Mm-hmm. And I was really worried that that was his, like, departure Out, right. i was like oh my god that's gonna be the i was like is this the last time we saw legolas is him but, prancing into the forest and but singing? you know that
1: would that would be such an elf thing to do oh, <laughs> like, I know. So.
0: and my guests kind of like let me believe that that's what happened and i was like no but here he is do not worry and they're all hanging around the city still and frodo and the hobbits are like this is fun and all but um Can we go home? (laughs) We've been gone a
1: long time, but we have a long walk back.
0: It's actually been less than a year since they Mm -hmm. left the Shire. And that is crazy to hear. Like, I've been trying to think, like, how long has it been? I was like, I think it's been maybe a little over a year. It's been less than a year.
1: Yeah, because you think about how long all of this stuff really takes when they're moving from place to place. Like even going from Rivendell to the Gap of Rohan was supposed to take 40 days if the weather holds. Like <laughs> it might be more, probably will be. We're saying more like 50. So there you've got almost two months spent just on that little leg of the journey and then everything from there. It's like, mm.
0: And it's also hard to keep track of because Tolkien's pacing is so weird mm-hmm. because he'll spend... Like the entirety of two towers, I think, is like two weeks worth of of mm-hmm. time.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And he' he'll, he'll that's, you know, like what, a 300, 400 page book or something. I don't have it with me right now. Like that's yeah. a lot of. Pay- and then he'll also be like, and there they stayed for many months within mm-hmm. like the span of one sentence. So like it's right. so hard to keep track of like, okay, we're, have they been in this place for a month? Or mm-hmm. a day? I don't well, know.
1: Yeah, when they when they go to Lothlorien, it's kind of like that as well. It's like we tarried here for a month for no reason yeah. other than we hope the orcs would walk on by.
0: But I'm like, but then they're just ahead of you, so better. I don't know. And speaking speaking of like Lothlorien and and those people, so Gandalf is like, no, you can't you can't go home yet because Aragorn wants you here for something oh he says um he says a day draws near that I have looked for in all the years of my manhood and when it comes I would have my friends beside me which is very cute and I was like is he talking about his wedding
2: Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) okay
1: (laughs) but they're all like what
0: yeah and then we there's like a break in the page and the next paragraph starts off with there came a day when Gandalf could not be found and at first I thought Gandalf just like peaced out
1: <laughs> which is totally in line for him
0: I know and I just laughed and I was like oh my god he just he told Frodo that they had to stay but he's like I'm out <laughs> bye mm-hmm. um but Good no luck with those trolls exactly and so um uh, Aragorn finds Gandalf and they go off on like a little side quest with them, like by themselves, having some nice bonding time.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And Gandalf is, takes them to like a point on a mountain where like everywhere you turn around, it's kind of like a Mufasa moment with like right. Simba, everything <laughs> the light touches. And he's like, Aragorn, look around at all the beautiful lands that you now own. Mm-hmm. And... <laughs> And they start talking about the tree that is in Minas Tirith and is like old and withered. And Gandalf is like, "But look behind you, and there's a little sapling of this tr- of this like white tree mm-hmm. that they they dig up and they they take back to Minas Tirith." And I was like, "Okay, so um, <clears throat> clear clearly." Asi- aside from this tree representing like hope and this new age of middle, literally like a new age of Middle Earth where like things are, it represents growth um, mm-hmm. and all these things. I've clearly missed something big about this tree because they talk about it earlier in the book and I was kind of like, eh, whatever. I'm sure we'll learn more about that later. <laughs> and and now I'm like, okay, what's so important about this tree? It's the tree of the king.
1: So as long as the tree prospers, there's a king in, or as long as there's a king, the tree prospers. But what's funny about this is they're talking about, he's like, how comes this here? It's clearly less than seven years old, this tree, but the last king of Gondor was like 3,000 years ago. And Gandalf's like, ah, you know, as long as you plant the fruit, one day it will just grow and it, do- it we never know when. It'll just grow. (laughs) It just happens. "Uh, What? (laughs) Like, I think your botany is off. I don't understand. So
0: to be fair, that's also kind of like how I take care of plants where I'm like, I don't know. Sometimes it grows. Sometimes it doesn't.
1: Mine just all die. They're (laughs) they're like, oh, we're here now for death. I got it. Cool. Uh, Yeah. So but it's also like, how is this the only tree of its kind? Like... Is that a thing, or is there, you know, somewhere there's like a grove of it? And then I started thinking, I was like, maybe that tree is made of int, and the int wives took off, and <laughs> your brain yes, just goes to the places. Yes.
0: I don't know if we like actually have this answer or whatever, but I like to think that Gandalf had the fruit of this tree mm-hmm. and planted it. So, oh, wait, because seven years ago. Mm-hmm. Was also the time that he, I think it was seven years. Bilbo, so Bilbo has his birthday. Frodo gets the ring. Bilbo leaves. Frodo has the ring, and Gandalf is like, "Hang on to that." I don't exactly understand it, but hang on to it.
1: <laughs> right. I'll be and back then, in a
0: decade. But then he comes back. I believe he comes back. Oh no, it might be. Is it seventeen? It, it was has a, long a years. seven in it. Is all I can remember, mm-hmm. and. If it was seven years, I wonder if he left the f- he left the Shire and he's like, I think it's time to plant this fruit that I've been hanging on to. <laughs> and he goes and plants it. And then now when Aragorn's like, what? How did it get here? Gandalf is like,
1: I don't I know. Don't know.
0: <laughs>
1: well, and to go to the exact spot where it was without and
0: just like, look around. Maybe you'll see
2: something Find behind it. you. Ta-da!
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. It's like guiding a a two-year-old through an Easter egg hunt to be like, I don't know. Do you see something maybe behind you in that bush? There's something on a tree over there. Aragorn has also, this day that he's made Frodo and everyone wait for, he's like, no, the time will come and there will be a sign. And he says, the sign has been given and the day is not far off. A couple days later, the elves come come in and I'm Mm -hmm. like- Thanks, guys. Nice of you to show up when right. uh, everything has already been fixed. Mm-hmm. We You're appreciate it. Like, yeah, we,
1: we know how to not show up till the work is done. Yeah, exactly. Like,
0: <laughs> I I appreciate the gifts that you gave us. Uh, Sam and Frodo in particular, who got just the all like powerful light of Galadriel in a bottle mm-hmm. <laughs> and like that saved their a- so many times like I appreciate that however we could have probably used your help a little more than just sending us Legolas <laughs> right. thanks for the flashlight you know yeah. like- <laughs> so the elves show up and Arwen is there and I've known for quite some time that Arwen and Aragorn get, get married. I, like, read some meme that spoiled that for me mm-hmm. probably, like, a year ago now at this point. So I've right. known that they somehow end up together. And I I thought everyone's been, like, joking and being like, there is literally no lead up to it. And, mm-hmm. I, and so I was thinking, like, oh, maybe along their journey home, they stop in Lothlorien or Rivendell and... Aragorn and Arwen have a bonding moment and then they get married at the end of the chapter. Nope. Nope. They show up. Elrond is like, well, here you go. (laughs) Here's Arwen. And the last, it says, Then the king welcomed his guests, and they alighted. And Elrond surrendered the scepter and laid the hand of his daughter in the hand of the king. And together they went up into the high city, and all the stars flowered in the sky. And Aragorn, the king of Elisar, wedded Arwen Undomiel in the city of the kings upon the day of midsummer, and the tale of their long waiting and labors... Has come to fulfillment. Mm-hmm. They get married in a sentence. <laughs>
1: yep. Yep. And well then it's it's funny because if you see the movie like before you read the book, you're like, oh well, they have a love story and they're together and then they want to be together, but she could be an elf and she needs to go away with her family. Blah blah. The whole thing. And then you read this and you're like, she's literally two sentences in the book. One is like she wandered in during a feast when they were in Rivendell. Yep. And now they're married. The end. But um, when you go after the thing and you get to the uh, appendices, it's in there. So.
0: And the only... The like only hint really that you get that this that this is here. So the thing is, is that people will be like, no, 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 no. it's there in the book, it's there Mm-mm. in the text, you could see it, and nope. it's like such minor things that you have to know to look for them. So mm-hmm. the first is that when Aragorn is traveling with the four hobbits towards the beginning, he tells them the story of Baron and Luthien, Luthien. Mm-hmm. and which I made fun of. When I was first reading that chapter, because I was like, oh, my God, here we go again. Tolkien going off on a tangent, telling some story about people that don't matter. (laughs) I can probably just skip this and it's going to have no consequence on the story whatsoever. And... It actually is, like, the only idea you get that Aragorn and Arwen are going to end up together because mm-hmm. it's it's the story of a mortal man and an elf woman marrying or whatever. Yep. And and then the other thing is that when they're in Rivendell, there's, like, one or two sentences of, like, there was a a light in Arwen's eye when she looked at Aragorn. Not even, like, when she looked at a- Aragorn. It was, like...
1: Right. She never looks at him and he gives her like a slight nod or something. It's like a feast. That's it. You never. And that's it. It's it's done. Yeah.
0: And then in in that moment of eye contact, they were like, we're going to get married. Mm -hmm. And then here they are getting married. (laughs) (laughs) So, oh, my God. So, yeah. What a chapter. Holy cow. Holy cow. A lot happened. <laughs>
1: There's a lot of stuff happening. There's like three distinct storylines that happened in this one chapter.
0: Oh my gosh, I'll say. Um, is there So is there anything that we like skipped over, or any thoughts that you didn't get to share? Mm-mm, I don't think so. Okay, awesome. That makes me feel like I did my job a little better. You did wonderful. <laughs> um... All right, cool. Yeah. So that brings us to the end of the chapter and the end of this episode. Liz, where what would you like to plug and where can people find you on the Internet?
1: Well, again, I'm co-host of Nerdy Bitches Podcast, a podcast where two geeky ladies are podcasting their way through pop culture. We have coming up in September, as I mentioned earlier, a Tolkien-themed month. I'm still beating myself up over a name for it, so it'll be like Septimshire or something. (laughs) So we have that coming up. Like I said, we're going to be covering the three films, I believe the extended editions for Fellowship of the Ring, Two Towers, and Return of the King. And then week four is going to be uh, our book club episode with The Hobbit. And we have fun guests coming on and it's super awesome. I'm so excited. And you can find us uh, everywhere podcatchers are, you know, Apple, Spotify, all the things. And on Twitter, you can find us at Nerdy Bitches Pod. On Instagram, at Nerdy Bitches. And Facebook, just type it in. So.
0: Awesome. And what's something that you are enjoying that you think listeners might also enjoy? So whether it's a movie, a book, uh, a TV show. Well, actually, staying in the theme
1: here, if you have not seen it yet, I highly, highly, highly recommend watching the movie Tolkien with Nicholas Holt playing uh, J.R.R. Tolkien. It's on HBO, HBO Max, and it is fantastic. They did such a wonderful job. You can see where, you know, a lot of these characters and, and settings and all this stuff kind of comes in through his life and being a soldier and everything else. So highly recommend
0: that's what I'm talking about, is a proud member of WBE. You can learn more about the network by going to wbne.org, where you can find all of our other shows, such as Bacon and Eggs.
2: Howdy, Yolks! I'm Tyler Carlin. And I'm Ethan Edgehill. And we host Bacon and Eggs, a movie lover's podcast. It's the most roll-your-eyes-I've-seen-it-before concept for a show. But with new hosts, I promise. Each week, we sit down together and watch a beloved movie. We start by looking at some critical and concrete points and let our conversation flow from there. We've covered all sorts of movies, from Jaws to Little Women. From the Lego Movie to the Lego Movie 2. From Marvel to Star Wars. From Back to the Future to Back to the Future Part 2. And tangents from our frustrations with fast food. To discussing our fear of the Mighty Loom. So if you want a podcast that makes you laugh, download Bacon and Eggs, a movie lovers podcast. With new episodes available every Thursday, wherever you get your podcasts, and now on WBNE.org. Ghostbusters too! I, I my my hope and dream was that you would say that.
0: The cover art is by Graphite, aka Vaishawn Brandon. You can support him on Instagram at graphite.vmb. You can find the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at Talking About Pod. You can find me on Twitter at MC WhatsApp Up and Instagram at MC Turn Down for What, and uh, you can uh, and you can also join the Facebook group. You can support the podcast by becoming a patron. Go to patreon.com slash pod where you can find lots of different tiers and um, financial commitments. And I'm really excited to announce this, this new perk. Anyone who joins as a patron for any level... When you first join, you will get sent a special Lord of the Rings postcard that I have gotten from Etsy and of course I don't have the name of the of the person who I got it from. I need to I'm support small artists because <laughs> they're like really cool art pieces I got two packs one is like a beautiful like scenery like greetings from Rivendell kind of a, a thing and then the other one pack is with the women of Lord of the Rings which is <laughs> I just thought was funny because mm-hmm. there are none there's three yeah it looks like a bunch of them are from the Silmarillion so that's really cool mm. oh, okay so the postcards are from Erica Ray Hines on Etsy. And they're really cool. So if you become a patron, you will receive a postcard when you join. And then you will also receive a postcard for every six months that you remain a patron. So I'm really excited to send these out and also say hey to my supporters like Katie. Katie is this week's sponsor for the episode. Thank you so much, Katie, for supporting me and the podcast. A couple weeks ago, the discussion question was, what is your favorite, oh my God, I can't believe they did it, moment in fiction? Uh, Daniel in our Discord said, blowing up the Death Star in A New Hope, which, um, yes, I I totally get that because I've 100%, yeah, I've seen it. In um, our Facebook group, Wang Yu, which I hope I said your name right, uh, said, Percival finding the holiday egg in Ready Player One, which I'm just going to expand to. The fact that they stopped the corporate people from winning at all was just so amazing. And I, like, forgot how how amazing and triumphant that moment felt. And then a lot of people said the snap, which you didn't specify which one. I'm hoping you mean the Iron Man one and not the Thanos one. But either way, that was definitely both moments very insane. And this week, the discussion question is, who is your favorite couple in fiction? Even though I wasn't exactly pleased with this pairing and how it happened, I still want to, I want to hear who your favorite couples are. All right. All that being said, Liz, do you have any parting words for the audience?
1: Um, Listen to (laughs) nerdybitches.com.
0: And that's what I'm talking about.